Hey guys, so we are on week, well, week three for me doing a solo episode, so I would say this is week three of quarantine. Um, you know, if there's anything motivational I can say right now, it's that I am finding a lot of joy in seeing all of my friends start to pick up new hobbies, whether it's cooking. Right now, I have a group of girls who are becoming baristas, and it's truly fascinating. It's the coffee club, and it's actually called Coffee Talk, and I'm the judge, and they just send me pictures of their coffees, and it's, it's again, people are just learning to do things, froth their milk, whatever it may be. It's just cool, and, like, you know, also seeing you know, I'm seeing so, this is as silly as this sound, so many people learning how to do manicures, so many people dyeing their hair, so many people, you know, making homemade face masks, so many people are just, like, really trying to do new things that they would never have had the chance to do, and, you know, I, I caught myself feeling really bad about taking naps this week, and then I realized, like, I love to nap. I really, really do. And there's going to come a day, let's hope sooner rather than later, where we're all going to go back to like our busy, busy lives. And I'm not going to have that time to nap. So why am I feeling bad about something when I have nothing else to do? So I caught myself feeling bad about it and feeling guilty. And I was like, there is no reason to feel bad about wanting to get rest in a time where we are given the time to actually rest. So I feel like a lot of people feel that way and they're like, how can I be the most productive? And listen, I definitely like to do a laundry list of things absolutely before. And I think that rest is well warranted, but, you know, keep yourself busy, but also know that giving yourself that time to rest and recharge is kind of what the universe is telling us we need. So I kind of think we need to listen to that. If that was my best advice to give you is to just listen to yourself, listen to your body, um, you know, pick something up, start something new. Uh, you know, my boyfriend said, let's order a puzzle. And I was a little negative and said no. Uh, but now I'm like, okay, fine, let's order a puzzle. It's just, you know, we're people who can't help in this in this time in this time, I've noticed myself getting negative, and in in that, I have to, like, pause myself and be like, no, 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 chill, X, like, you need to relax, and I kind of feel like everyone needs that little moment of just being like, things will get better, all is going to be fine, order the puzzle, and move the fuck on, deeply, truly how I feel, um, everyone's been asking me work from home updates, everything's been great, we have fully, again, found our vibe, we have our setup, I've already mentioned that, I'm not going to again, um, it's all going really, really well, and I think, you know, again, we're just really blessed and lucky, and again, another question about the Xbox, it's, it's still going fine, it's great, it's really a great stress reliever, I, uh, every week it's something that I think is a better thing, because I'm someone who loves to work out, and I, I can easily, like, get myself, you can put me in a corner, and I will be fine, but it's really good for Justin to get his mind off of something, and it's crazy that a video game can do that but listen to each their own and I'm not one to judge so since honestly I I really don't want to talk about coronavirus anymore the only things I have to say are that you know a lot of crazy publications came out this week and 
I have, I, I'm not judging anyone on what they do or how they're doing it. All I have to say is be smart. Don't judge everyone. Don't be so quick to be mean. And that goes again to other people as well. Don't be mean to other people who are showing a concern of some sort. I think that there is nothing nastier than someone fighting back, especially on Instagram. I think it's so mean and so uh, childish to be able to hide behind a screen, especially as an adult. And again, no need to name names, but let's just be kinder and gentler. And I mean that also with news publications, like we, you guys also need to relax a little and stop making these situations worse than they already are. It's, it's already really tough. And to hear that certain families feel threatened or whatnot is, it's just sad. Like we just, Again, maybe it's just me and I want to live in this rainbow world, but like we have to be a little bit nicer whether people are making smart decisions or stupid decisions. Like, can we just be kind? Like, I agree with the people who are saying that people are doing dumb things by leaving, but like, can we please just be nicer about it? That's all I have to really, 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 really say. I empathize with everyone who is struggling with Corona right now or who feels they have it. I... 100% um, appreciate any, you know, health advice, anything that anyone's put out there. But when it comes to the negativity aspect of it, people really need to take a moment and step back and just be in their own lane, to be completely honest. So that's where I'm just going to leave that because I think this week was a really big week of hearing a lot about Corona and people who have it and how they've handled treating it and I just, you know, it's a lot, it took a lot of energy out of myself. I haven't watched CNN at all. I I physically can't. I think I've said this before, but stress actually makes you sick. So I'm just staying away from that. But I did catch myself in a deep, dark hole, which I'm sure many of you did as well. And all I have to say is to any news publication listening, just be like kinder to people. I fully get the message to be safe, but just like be a little bit kinder. So again, since we don't really, I don't have any guests and I'm hoping one to get Adam back here so we can talk about Kardashians, but there's not that much to talk about besides like my own life, which at this point is becoming like very boring. And by boring, I mean, I'm very blessed, but it's just actually, I have nothing to offer you. I just really don't. And I'm just being completely honest. Um, So I'm going to start off with Summer House because Summer House is just, my favorite Bravo show um, currently. So where to begin? Um, let's start with Kyle's birthday party. So Kyle's throwing a toga party, and it intros with Luke and Carl playing basketball, talking about, you know, just girl talk, and Carl bringing a new girl in while Lindsay's in Tulum. You know, the girls meet up at Paige's apartment, which is super cute. They're having a little wine night. Um, they're talking about their days and Hannah's expressing that she hung out with Luke after last week's episode when she was like, fuck Luke. And she admits that they had fun and the girls are vibing on this conversation hard. Hannah's winning. Luke is confusing with his emotions being so up and down. And as Paige would say, he's being a fuckboy hard. Jordan and Jules. So he apologized for the last weekend. I mean, he's just truly insane. Like he just he he just is I have no words um Jordan told Jules that she that she had to pick that no that Hannah and Paige had to pick him or her which is just bizarre and 
manipulation, like, beyond belief, and, like, I'm sorry, but it's a girl and a guy, you really think that the girls are gonna choose, like, it's just, that's just not a world we live in, so Jordan, grow up, please, and Jules, keep being a cutie, because you are, so the girls drive up to the Hamptons, and the boys take their own way, and the boys um go their way go their own way and meet and the packages there are just like absolutely nuts like you can tell that they ordered so much fraternity themed stuff for this party and he's if you have watched summer house for all kyle is such a birthday queen he's such a like party queen like he's a he needs to be the center of attention in the best way possible kyle you know i talk about you i personally love you i think you're hysterical my boyfriend and i get the biggest kick out of you, so, the boys come in, it's super silent, Luke is still (laughs) juggling, I don't even know how to say her name, Yelena and Hannah, and Danielle comes in, and it's such a positive vibe as the girls are discussing (laughs) Jordan being lame, I just, like, love her, she's just, Danielle just, like, comes in and always has the right thing to say, and again, I'm just going literally, like, in the chronological order of how the episode went, so, then we get to Kyle, and Kyle's <laughs> Kyle's just so funny, making them go so hard about being in a frat. Kyle asks people if they're <laughs> if they're connecting with Jules, and I'm glad the girl stood up for her hard. They mainly they mainly say if if they should ask Jules to leave, like really meanly say they sh- if they should ask Jules to leave. I don't like this vibe. Paige and Amanda staying home and making cake is just the best ever. I mean, that's very me vibes. I totally would be the person in a 10-person house to just be like, I'm going to stay in and make cake. Like, that's deeply, deeply, deeply me. So now we're going to get to Paige and Hannah talking about role-playing. And I just love Hannah. So Hannah and Luke, whew. They get in the hot tub, and it's like, what's good? And Luke is just an animal and wants to take her to bed, and I don't blame him. But, like, take your time, bro. Like, deeply take your time. Paige and Amanda sneaking and watching from the balcony is just the best. Paige also, and I feel her on this, doesn't get why Hannah likes Luke so much. And I think as, like, a best friend, you know, I think any best friend, when they see their friend interested in someone and they don't feel that vibe it's really hard to connect in that way and she's just not understanding why Hannah likes him so much and we'll get back to that (laughs) back to Kyle Kyle wanting birthday sex is just the definition of Kyle like it's 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 he's just always talking about when he can get it in or what when it's just the funniest thing of all time so I just have to put that in because almost every segment of Kyle and Amanda alone is he's like, can we have sex? Can we have sex now? Do you want to have sex? Or him like trying in his own way. So let's get back to Luke. Luke is truly either a pig or I just don't get him yet. I just don't. Then we get to back. We're back to the party now. And Kyle decides to get goats and animals for the party because he wants it to be the most epic frat party ever, um, which is absolutely absurd, but honestly very much so in summer house style, so I'm here for it. Then Paige sits Hannah down and explains that she thinks she really likes Luke. And if you do, she wants her to recognize it and like him, but Paige feels like she's putting up this thing like it's not a big deal that they've been spending hours and days together and Hannah ends up to liking Luke 
Paige just says, and I love that she says this, she just wants joint custody of her best friend, which is so something I feel, Pamela, if you're listening to this, I feel like us and our significant others have joint custody of each other. So I really understood Paige there, and I love the way that she handled it as a friend, just being like, I know you like him, but, like, be careful. And, like, you know, then she ended it funnily, being like, okay, let's have joint custody. And I think that's honestly how every good friend should handle something if they're not obsessed with the significant other. So Luke's vibe is funny, and Paige sums it up. She won't let her friend, her best friend get played, neither would I. You gotta love her. Jules is feeling really sad and left out. She feels excluded, and Carl, and she actually goes up to Carl and asks if he knows anything, because she feels, like, super weird and, like, can tell that everyone's leaving her out, and... Carl straight up is so fucking rude, and he's, he has to be wasted, but he straight up says he doesn't like her and wants her out of the house, and especially Jordan. He's really nuts, to be completely honest. To th- Again, this is the next episode, so I don't know what's going to happen, but it ends with him wanting to kick him out, and Jules is like, are you fucking kidding? And just so confused and sad, and it's... It's just, like, Carl is just such a confused motherfucker, like, whether it comes to love, work, whatever it is, is just, he needs, I think he needs to go to therapy, and I mean that in, like, the kindest way possible. Oh, final thing. Oh, this is one of the notes that I love. Kyle peeing in a cup while Amanda's helping hands down the best way for it to end like I like again I'll say it again if you are not a Kyle and Amanda fan then like get off my jock because they're amazing and they're hysterical and they're real and I just love that all right so let's get to Kardashian so I'm hoping that I will get Adam and we will get a phone call session in and be able to talk about this together because I feel and I've said this before that I feel like Kardashians you need someone to like riff off but I'm just gonna start with again this is I like to like chronologically go how the episode went so this starts off super explosive heated from the last episode which ended which ended in Court and Kim totally fighting like like beyond um Basically, they just get in this, like, whole fight about this narrative that Courtney doesn't work. And it's really, really getting to her to a point where she literally just loses her shit. And they get into such a big, big, big fight where it's literally, like, two... It's, like, two five-year-old girls fighting with each other. I mean, like, pulling hair. Kim's got scratches on her body. Like, deep ones. Like, I mean, it's it's definitely not okay at all whatsoever. And I think you know, this narrative of Courtney not working enough or not not working to their potential. I kind of agree with Courtney that it needs to end. Like, not everyone needs to be the same and not everyone needs to, you know, they've been on the show for 10 years. Like, I get it. I could, I mean, listen, I don't get it fully, but I could understand that you would need you would want to be done with this after a while. You, you, you've moved on. You've, you've like, she has kids. Her Mason's going to be a teen soon. Like I, when I put myself in her shoes and I think about all of the sisters, I, I do see why this is, it's getting to her. Cause she does work very hard. I mean, listen, they're the Kardashians. Like they're the most well-known family. So for anyone to continue saying that is, 
it's got to get to you. I mean, listen, even when someone tells me I don't work hard enough, I get defensive. That's like your passion. That's your work. And I think she ends up doing a good job in defending herself. And even now I see her just saying like she wants to focus on her kids and push and like respect, like straight up respect. So in this episode, obviously we're still dealing with Kylie and Strep and Belmont. And it's just honestly, it's a whole story in itself that like I don't really care about that much. Um, and then we get to Malika and Khadijah, and I loved this this little segment because they come in and they want to come talk to um, Courtney about the fight and everything that went down, and they're kind of saying what I just said, that it's okay for her to not be the exact same as her sisters or not, or to not have the same ethic or to differ on those things, and I really think that what was really good about having the the you know, Malika and Khadijah come in instead of, you know, her going to therapy is that I think that there is a relatability in the family vibe. So, you know, these two sisters coming to help and talk to her that she's known forever, like that's a comfortable space. And that's a space where, you know, Malika and Khadijah could be like, you know, they can compare themselves a little bit. And there's nothing better than that feeling. Um, You know, I'm someone who goes to therapy. So sometimes as much as I love therapy, sometimes you need like the family vibe. And I love that Khadijah and Malika were really there for her and I think they like put her into a much better vibe and perspective and I think that's why she's being a little bit more strong-willed so the girls end up deciding to squash it and let it go because Courtney is unhappy right now and listen they do always manage to be there for each other which is something that I always admire because it's not that I'm a grudge holder, but I I tend to hold on to things a little longer. So to see them let go of it is is really, really nice. So we're going to get back to Chris worrying about Kylie not coming to Paris. And listen, I understand Chris's, Chris's vibe on this. It's like you have strep, whatnot, but it's also like all of her kids have worked through it all. And they're also not being put in like the worst situations. Like, you know, she's going to go to the show and work come back go to her nice hotel room and she can rest when she gets home but then it's really cute because her boyfriend Corey said something and she he was like you know she's big stormy right now like she's got to take care of herself and I thought that was really cute of the boy listen my mom said tons of boyfriends and I don't think one boyfriend really ever has stood up for me so for her boyfriend to stand up for Kylie and be like yo your baby girl is also a baby and she needs some rest right now like I thought that was just so telling of the kind of guy he is and just like really 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 sweet and I think Chris also needs that in a man to like sometimes say like work is work but her health is number one and he did that and I thought that was really good and I thought that was like really special for the family to see that he doesn't also care about work he cares about their health and well-being so I thought that was really nice and you know gotta love him for that he's, he's just the best. Um, what else do we have here? So so there, so, okay, so sorry about that. So now we're going to get to the girls casually take a trip to Armenia. Kind of bizarre, but that's fine. Courtney has an attitude the entire time, like a straight up just bad attitude. And she eventually comes back, but is talking 
she comes back, but it's only when she talks to the president of Armenia that she actually starts to, like, realize, like, her attitude problem needs to change. And it also sucks that, like, you know, Kim is this, like, Kim deeply, like, when she talks to people, her focus is entirely 100% on you. Like, Courtney, you can see when she talks to someone, it's almost like you can see the thoughts that are going through her eyeballs. And it's like, you just don't feel like she's there. And I don't know if anyone else felt that, but when they were talking to the president, I was just like, you just don't, she's just like, she, you know, I'll give her this. She realizes that she's less woke than others. And that's, you you have to give her some props for that, honestly. So this next part, I live for any scenes with the kids, like any fucking scene. They are amazing. Like ending like with the powwow with the twins and the sisters and just talking about the Kardashians in a safe space. Kim always comes out and is always the bigger person. And, you know, I really whether people think that Kim is hard or not, she really always does come back with love. And the things that she comes hard at aren't bad things about you there she actually wants you to be a better person and listen maybe that's just me being a huge fan but I genuinely do believe that and I think with all the work she's doing I think if anyone doesn't believe that she really does want the best for people and you know I think with court and filming I think I think she needs to take a step back and continue her clean research career with Poosh and instead of filming just you know, take a step back, and she's going to be happier, she's definitely going to be happier, and I think this episode is a reminder that no matter what everyone else is doing, like, you just got to do you, and I actually really forget what the next episode is going to be like, but that's fine, anyway, I really hope I get Adam in this so that we can talk about it together, because it's, again, just way more fun, so um, I really want to talk about Unorthodox as I hope many of you have heard of this show. It's on Netflix. It's about a girl in Brooklyn who is an Orthodox Jew and, you know, she gets set up into a marriage. And listen, if you haven't watched this, then don't listen to this next, like, five minutes. And if you just want to get, listen, I'm not going to give you enough to give you the whole story, but basically this girl, Esty, who wants to, you know, she wants to be a orthodox do she wants to like live what her grandmother's dream was and she ends up getting into this world and she gets married and you know she has sexual complications and she has this hidden talent I'm not going to say what that is but she you know realizes that this isn't the world for her and you know in that community specifically it's really hard to get out of so she finally gets out and she lives on to do her dream, and I'm not going to say what that is. I'll save it for next week. Hopefully, you guys listen listen to it. You guys watch it, and I think it's something you absolutely should watch. I am currently converting to Judaism, so as someone who's basically almost done, it's really interesting to see, you know, I'm, conser- I'm going to be, when I'm done, I'll be conservative Jew, but to see, you know, the Orthodox world and the really Orthodox world is just really, really interesting. So I urge you to watch four episodes, probably like an hour each. Um, another show I'm not going to get deep into, but it's called I Am a Killer. And it's just it's just really wild. I'm going to give you one story and one story only. And it's um, 
these are all people who are like are on death row or like they're just lifers um but one girl said that her boyfriend asked her to kill him so she strangled him to death and he said that that was the nicest thing that anyone could ever do for him so just like if you're into twisted shit just give this a chance it's it's definitely worthy of your time for sure so I personally this has been a topic that people are like eh, I don't know how I feel but you know I put a poll out this week and it got 90% so I'm gonna go with it Tandem Mojo I like don't even know where to begin so I am a diamond I hope you're listening to this I am 29 years old. Tana is 21 years old. So she is, you know, I'm a big Bravo housewife person. So to get into the YouTube world has been like a whole new world for me. But Tana is someone that I've been so interested in since day one. So just first of all, I just want to brief by saying that people may recognize her today from the M- she's on an MTV like online reality show called Tana Turns 21. And it's just it's just a like you just get to see a deep dive of her life right now and right now is really different than who she was eight years ago you know she's a girl from Vegas who had a really troubling life and I'll get into that a little bit later but she's always been this like as much as she's ever changing her personality has always stayed the same and that's a very rare thing to see in it not just like any reality star, but just like in any human being, just to always stay the same. So I became interested because she just is super real and funny and unfiltered. And I loved her so much. I just thought she was interesting. But no one else of my friend group ever really knew her or knew her vibe or anything like that. So I never really had anyone to talk to about it until Emma Diamond comments by Celeste. <laughs> we live for her. Um, so what really brought me back to talking about her is that I am a huge podcast fanatic. Um, if you follow me, which I hope you do, then you know I love Alexis Haynes, formerly Alexis and Ayers. So why this brings me all back to Tana is that she... Tana actually came, Alexis had a reality show on E! And it was called Pretty Wild. And basically, it had only one season. And basically, it was her and her sister, Tess. And they were honestly fucked up on drugs the entire season. And nobody knew. And I'm not going to get into it. But if you know the Bling Ring story... Alexis was involved with that she's no one she's in my opinion she got fucked and that fully sucks but that's okay anyways Alexis now has a podcast called recovering from reality also a little plug she has a great book called recovering from reality and you know she had a lot of controversy about bringing Tana on because people didn't like want to hear Tana's take on life um very briefly Tana got onto this MTV show and She basically, I don't know if anyone knows what the word clout means, but it's basically just doing things for internet fame or money or whatever it is. And she basically got married to this guy, uh, uh, is it Jake? Yeah, Jake Paul. And she got married to him and they just had this like really bizarre extravagant thing that honestly brought her into a deep ball of depression. So she went on to my favorite girls podcast and she got deep and, you know, 
right before that she had uploaded a video telling the truth about MTV, her depression, her life, her updated. And it's, it was really clear for me that I needed to speak up for her. You know, I'm not her friend at all, but you can tell by the way she treats each of her friends, Omari, Trevor, Ashley. It's just like that that's clearly her family. And the way that this girl is, is just a really loving way. She talks about how, how, she was truly on a downward spiral and she li- she really listened to good people and what they were talking about and unraveled those thoughts of depression and suicidal thoughts. And like, it's wild to me that she had to literally get an apartment to escape her home because there were so many cameras around. And if you listen to Alexis Haynes, she was, when she was Alexis Nyer, it's been pretty wild. She literally was staying in an apartment just to escape the cameras. And it's really wild when it gets to that point. So basically, she gets another apartment to be alone. And that goes you into deeper isolation because you need to escape your home to another home. So this is where Alexis Haynes come in. She really wanted to interview her to get to know her because she felt that she saw a lot of herself in Tana. So she finally gets on this interview and... You know, the entire interview, you can just tell that, one, the the interview wasn't um, video recorded, so you can't really see their vibe, but you can feel that Tana and Alexis's, they've been through the same shit. They've been through a lot of family trauma, a lot of, you know, abusive trauma, and I think for anyone who has ever judged Tana, I first want to say I'm personally proud of her. She's gone through a lot of cancel culture moments. She's always come out stronger. And specifically now, she's noticing the editing of how MTV is putting her out there. And she's making sure to make a point to be like, that is not how things went down. And I'm really proud of her because that cannot be easy to one, be in like a weird, you know, almost situation with your production company and not wanting to be fully part of it anymore and having to speak your truth and I really really admire her for you know now really using her platform for good you know if you go to her page she's doing a lot of charity work and really just trying to delve herself into a deeper world I know Paris Hilton has been a really great mentor to her and she's teaching her too just like the lay of the land and what like power and money and all of these things, what you can do with them and that it doesn't have to be materialistic and it doesn't have to be all for show. And she's just going to, she's starting to use her platform for good. And I think that's amazing. And I hope she continues to say her crazy self because it's, it's who she is and that's, what's made her who she is. And I, and I really love that aspect about her. Again, I say this very, very strongly. It's very rare to see or meet someone who personality wise has remained the same, and I truly do believe that about her. Very quickly, High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz. Obsessed with the show, just finished it, it's 10 episodes, it's so good, it's really honestly, just to brief it, it's basically a stone Zoe, who's the hottest, coolest girl, it's basically like a really cool girl who's a stoner, who owns a record shop, who is basically... I mean, not to quote Ariana Grande, but it's kind of like a thank you next vibe. She like wants to go to all of her past biggest lovers and like tell them how she feels or like find out what happened that didn't work out. And like, 
it's a really good show. Listen, it's re- I really liked it. My boyfriend didn't love it. It was he thought it was a little slow moving, but for me, it really gave me. Maybe it's because I liked the show Girls, or I don't know. I'm not really sure, but I personally loved it. I think it's a great show. Literally, she's smoking joints every two seconds. She's talking about love. She's talking about life. She's talking about how to get over things. She's talking about like her what if scenarios if she could like beat a girl up. I mean, and like her two best friends in the show are just comical. I just think it's a really good show, especially during this time. It's like an easy go right through it. And if you're a Zoe fan, oh my God, you're going to love it. Even just like her style. I mean, it's, I was thinking to myself, she definitely styled herself, but if she didn't, I'm just obsessed with it. Every like t-shirt she's wearing is the like freshest, like old school band t-shirt you've ever seen. So I don't want to get so deeply into this, because I actually forgot it was coming back, but The Real Housewives of New York City, I wrote a whole thing about the episode, but to be completely honest, I feel nothing. So I will say one thing is that it starts off really interesting. It's everyone, like, basically, like, they're getting each character on their phone, finding out that Bethany isn't coming back, and they're all like, oh my god, this is crazy. Honestly, Luann's really happy about it. (laughs) <laughs> Sonia's just like honestly a hysterical human being I, I I just love her um I have to say there there's another amazing scene where Luann's getting out of jail out of like probation like she's done everything and my favorite part of all of this and it's such a New York moment New York City moment is when she goes to her coffee cart like halal guy and he goes you're free and she's like I know and it was just like really fun like that's such a New York thing like I could see my bodega man knowing that like I was you know my term was over it's just really really funny so I think it's I think it's safe to say everyone's kind of in like the same boat to be honest I mean Ramona's a little bit dramatic she's talking about how she needs to be loved and blah 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 and she's crying and she's probably really drunk but that's fine I love her anyway I actually ran into her in the Hamptons and she was she was interesting, to say the least. Um, she was very uninterested in me and very interested in Instagramming all the milks at um, at Golden Pear, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the one person I did want to talk about was um, Leah, the new, the new character who's really good friends with Tinsley. She's really interesting. I honestly really like her vibe. I don't know what anyone else feels about her, but she she's really funny she like talks about how she has a really bad relationship with alcohol like she actually loves to black out like it's like you know she doesn't mean to she just like loves blacking out and partying so hard so she talks about her struggle with addiction and you know she's been sober for a very long time she has gone off for a really long time I think right now she's taking a break but she knows she's aware of it and I think that's pretty cool but she's really quite like the relationship she has with her daughter She's really beautiful and, you know, it's more of a, she gives me a very um, Courtney and Scott Disick vibe of co-parenting and just being very cool. And she lives in Soho and obviously I vibe with a Soho chick being that I was one. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, she also has a um, clothing company called Married to the Mob. So I haven't actually heard of that, but whatever. Some music that I wanted to share was Madison Beer, Stained Glass. I mean, if there wasn't a better song to come out during this time, I don't know if there was, but I highly recommend listening to it, Stained Glass. 
again, yesterday was New Music Friday. There's so many, so many good songs. But for me personally, if there's one song, and I had left the last episode with a bunch of music. Um, I also made a quarantine playlist on Spotify if you want to check it out. But the song Stained Glass by Madison is just amazing. And it's really pertinent right now to this time of sensitivity. Um, so I urge you to check it out on Spotify and, you know, download it, show her some love, post it. That's my girl. I love you, MB. So I want to end on one, one note. Well, one, I have to say, I love that everyone is picking up a little hobby here or there. I think it's just really, really special. I love seeing what people are up to. I also really, really want to say, and this is what I'm going to leave it off, is that, and I've said this to everyone, that if we don't come out of this more kind, more present, more there for each other, then we really did this entire thing all wrong. We deeply did. So I'm going to say it again. If we don't come out of this more present, more kind, more patient, more gentle, and more efficient, we really did this entire thing wrong. And I really do believe that we will come out of this so much better, so much more efficient, so much more patient than we did before. But I urge you to start having that mindset because it's the only way we're going to get there. So I'm going to end with this. And that's just to check in on the people that you love, your grandparents, your friends, your family, friends, your siblings, maybe someone you haven't reached out to in a while. It's it's a it's a really nice time to check in and just remember that we're all going to get through this to take a deep breath, to be patient with everyone around you, your friends, your parents, your significant others, everyone because we're all universally 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 going through this together. So just don't forget that and again, let's come out of this super 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 strong. I love you all and I'm wishing you the best and wishing everyone the best health and take a walk, please go get some fresh air. And if you don't want to go outside, just put your head out of the window. (laughs) I love you all. Namaste. Stay safe, stay home and let me know what you want from the vibe, people.